0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Breaking Barriers pod, where we're talking all things anything basketball. I'm your co-host GZ Hoops. Let me throw this no look over to my boy real quick.
1: What's up everybody? This is your boy Mark, aka Breaking Barriers Training. G and I both would like to express our appreciation for the love and support you guys have been showing. Please continue to tune in to each episode and also go follow us on IG and Twitter, both at Breaking Barriers Training and GZ Hoops. Let me finish this bucket.
0: What's going on, Mark? How you feeling? It's a great day today, man. I can't complain. How you? It's good, man. Good. Uh, yes, sir. Early Saturday, Saturday morning EP. You know the vibes. Yes, sir. <laughs> Back to our normal schedule. Yeah. We tried for the Friday afternoon, but that that's a tough one, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we ain't going to get started on that discussion. <laughs> man, but... uh. I mean, shoot, we're back. It's episode 76 of the Breaking Barriers pod. Um, It's crazy. It is crazy. Um, Definitely want to give a shout out to Anchor for letting us create, Spotify, Apple Podcasts for putting us on those bigger platforms and everyone in between, everyone that taps into all of our our weekly, bi-weekly drops.
1: We appreciate everything. I mean, we always say it every episode and it's getting old to some people, but... Every episode is a milestone, man. So,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, we just – we take it and run with
0: it, but we appreciate it for real. 100%. I mean, yo, there's 76 roughly hours of conversation on here between us, between other individuals we have on the show. It's cool, man. It's going to be cool to look back one day and just hear all these things, see what we were doing in 2020, 21, 22, moving into 2023 now. So it's crazy.
1: It's crazy, bro. You look at it for real. We really – breaking barriers if you look at it because like we always talk about it with the internet but mm-hmm. uh maybe when we was in college and stuff we didn't look at being able to go on Apple Spotify you, Not you had at to all. be a, a rapper or famous to us and like now we went forth and put a little podcast together and now we're on there weekly so it's like it's a blessing it's crazy and you know we just pushing every week to make the next one better than the last
0: one mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, bro, because, I mean, even last episode, 75, if you haven't tapped in, definitely go do that. But right. we were naming some people that we want to have on the show, a couple creators within the basketball scene. And we were saying, like, by episode 80, we would get those guys on. So that's still in the works. We've definitely had some conversations with those guys behind behind closed doors, I guess you could say. So for the fans, I want to hear their side of basketball, Creation, all that kind of stuff. It's in the works. It is. Yeah, man. I mean, we're not just out here talking and then not
1: doing. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I feel like our work show though. But still, every now and then you get them knuckleheads who want to question: Is he really doing it, or are they just talking?
0: But
2: mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. putting in
0: work for sure. For sure, bro. Doors. So that's why I mean, be on the lookout for an interview with. Hollywood Magic of Fam, Austin Mills of Ball is Life. Also was talking with B. Ellis, who's kind of a new and upcoming creator Mm -hmm. within the whole basketball scene. He's a head varsity coach out in, I'm not sure. I want to say Louisiana, but Mm -hmm. he's cold. He's definitely a good hooper and a good coach. So it's kind of more our realm anyway. But we'll get those guys on eventually, bro, 100%. We'll make Um, it happen. So, I mean, you know how we normally start the show, just some breaking barriers, updates. I mean, at least on my end, remember, this is the first time I'm not in a league for, like, ever. <laughs> so just a lot of pickup on my side, both indoors and outdoors, because it's still nice outside out this way. Yeah. Um, and finally, some more, like, individual skill work myself, which I haven't done in a long time. So that's been cool with me, making sure my body's right and, just staying healthy, honestly. So that's that's really what I've been up to. How about you? How how the league's back home going? Uh we ain't probably played in about a week or two. I'm that's what say. I was gonna say, it seemed like. Uh
1: yeah, Mike had some, you know, family issues mm-hmm. uh going on. So, you know, like we that was first obviously, so we we put basketball to the side. Um I think Dante still might be injured or fighting off the injury that he had with us.
2: So mm-hmm.
1: um without Mike we probably would only have four for the one league because they're so anal about what we do because we win and they don't like it, I guess. <laughs> so we wouldn't have been able to run with Alex in the in the one in the Youngstown. But in the other one, um, I don't know. I think Mike wanted to play himself, so he probably just, you know, gave everybody a break for themselves to handle what he had to handle. I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, just taking the time to regroup because everything that was sore ain't so sore now because we ain't been playing as much, so.
0: Right. That That's the thing, though. Like, it's crazy when you're on these reoccurring schedules of games, Tuesdays, Saturdays, Sundays, Friday nights, whatever, like, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Mm-hmm. At our age, like, you definitely feel it now, as opposed to five, six years ago. Right. Um, and then when you do have that time off, you're like, dang, my body does feel so right when I get back on the court, I'm a kill.
1: Right, yeah, because we all miss it. Like, we'd be talking to the group text, mm-hmm. how we miss, you know, playing together and – Um, Just playing, but like I said, what Mike had to handle was far more important than what we got going on, or just wanting to play basketball. So for sure, it was definitely understood. But we're ready to get back once everything is handled.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know, like honestly, especially guys like us who work forty plus hours a week, like going to those games we talked about before, but that's an escape. Like that's something you look forward to, whether on a weeknight after work or a weekend to kind of our NBA finals. Yeah, bro, like, just get away from all the the nonsense, you know? So it's, like, when you're not competing in these games, sometimes, like, man, I'm playing too much. But now it's, like, when you're not playing, you want to get back out there because it's just your escape. Oh, man, it's crazy. It's,
1: like, like you said, it's a schedule. So once your body gets programmed to, you know, understand things and get used to it, it's kind of, like, damn, where where what happened? Like, what's the new schedule? Like, you know, and it's, like, like Mm -hmm. you said yesterday, we tried to have a episode and I, I was just so tapped bro like because to be honest with you I switched my schedule for this past week I, I switched a shift with somebody you know so normally I would have had yesterday and the day before off mm-hmm. but I just ended up having yesterday off and I worked Thursday night still so yeah so you know, he was
0: exhausted
1: exhausted bro and I'm like I'm up and active at the time so I'm like yeah we could do a podcast we got a lot to talk about and then it's like my, my son left I ain't had nobody here but me and I just was able to sit down
0: and relax and Oof, I was out. No, bro. I (laughs) already know. If you're not texting me or messaging me on Insta, that you're asleep. (laughs) Honestly. Because, like, I I, I came back. I had some stuff to take care of right after work. I got home. Typed up a couple notes. I'm sitting here. I'm like, I bet you he's asleep. I waited like an hour. And then I was starting to doze off. I'm like, I need to go do something before I fall asleep. And then this episode never happens. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's all good, bro. We're getting it done today. But, yeah, man. I mean, we're definitely guys that are based off routine and habits. So, like getting back into like a regular league type schedule will be good for us. I think um, it is crazy though. Like NBA starts in three days. College basketball starts in about a month. High school basketball starts very very soon. Like everything's really picking up. This is this is really our time of the year.
1: It's like I feel like the older we get, the more time moves faster. And it's like, now I'm starting to see what our parents will talk about when they be like, the older you get, the faster time move.
2: 100%. And it's,
0: like,
1: it's like, I'm going to like, what, year five, maybe year six coaching?
0: Crazy. Um, Already year good. two at Farrell, right? It's
1: already year two at Farrell. Like, I'm I feel looking. like
0: you just started.
1: That, bro, literally, and I was telling you how I didn't even want to go to the meetings because it's like, you know, the whole grand scheme of that's our rival. Yeah. Well, my alma mater's rival. So, you know, fast forward, now I'm comfortable. I go to the games. I get bum rushed, like I've been coaching it for years by the kids. Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: everything move at a rapid pace, but a good pace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's a great weekend, like you said. Um today my son's birthday. I gotta shout Shador out. That's what I was I- just
0: gonna say. Shout out little man. It's crazy because yeah. I mean I remember I remember the episode like preluding his birth and following his birth. Like Wow. Or like, yeah, man, like he should be coming in the next couple of days. Like we'll see if we can get an episode in. I'm like, all right, like obviously do your thing and then like <laughs> a week or two after that we dropped an episode and he was one of our main topics and it's like dang it's already been a year since then it's crazy
1: it's crazy and you know i got his party today and like you said basketball mm-hmm. coming up in three days is, it's a great weekend going into next week so i can't mm-hmm. i can't complain at
0: all honestly man it's just it's funny though because like like how you said like our parents was always like yeah like once you honestly, at least my mom and dad, they was always like, once you graduate college, like you'll see one, the real world, what it truly is. And two, like how fast things really move. Yeah. And we're living that every single day now. Right. But it's oh, also right. like you look forward to, at least I know me and you do, like these winter months of basketball season. We know that there's basketball 24 seven and we follow it year round, but like, there's something this, about yeah. getting ready for, like, those first games, those Christmas games. Like, I don't know. Like, this is just such a good time of the year.
1: It's it's the best time, honestly, obviously because this is our sport, for one. But it's just like, you know, you, you kind of – I don't want to say this and then the football people attack me in the comments <laughs> and messenger. But it's like, you know, football – I feel like everybody feel like this with each sport. Once it the hype go down, but I feel like football the hype go down real fast.
0: No, I agree, bro. You know,
1: especially if your, your team ain't winning, and you always in debates on Facebook or which is like know, us right now, Steelers fans. Oh my god, I mean, we ain't gonna talk about <laughs> no, it. But no, no. <laughs> you know, like just you know, just like it depends how much of an athlete or or sports fanatic you really are, and how serious you take it. So you know, we'll always be tapped in with our team. Obviously, like we said, they're not winning, so we kind of are rushing basketball in a way. But it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, every year around this time of the year, I just get stagnant towards football, and then I'm all basketball, you know. So practice is slowly creeping around, especially for me and Ike because Mm -hmm. middle school only play a certain amount of games. So I believe my middle school guys only got like one or two games left, bro. I was
0: going to say, they're probably done soon. So the open gyms are going to start back up. You're going to have that gym full of guys – Coming in from the fall season sports, also the guys that maybe didn't play those fall sports, see what they've been up to, right? So, I mean, this is – it's just such a good time of the year. It's crazy. Um, It's crazy. And honestly, bro, like especially like me living out this way, holiday season means getting, getting to go back home, see my family, see you guys, see everybody that I don't see on the regular. So, it's like everything about these next couple months are just great basketball family friends and you can't really ask for more you can't
1: bro and i i think we kind of i won't say we took it for granted cuz i think we cherished it but at the same time we was always in a rush to get out of school and do things and i
0: know
1: looking back at it bro the the christmas tournaments we was in during high school was those quite so like, fun those was like our um state championship because the games are so crucial and big and the games was packed so it's, it's all a, a look back and now and we understand like how much we should have cherished it more. But mm-hmm. um, I think I cherish more about the holidays
0: now as the sports and being able to sit around and watch it. For sure. So. And bro, even those tip off tournaments, oh, like man. everything about that environment was just so exciting, but we could even have a whole segment on that type of environment, maybe next episode. But I mean, yeah, bro, it's, it's a good, good time coming up here uh, the next couple of weeks. And, I mean, with that being said, too, like, I know it's like a month away, but Thanksgiving is, what, Thursday the 24th. So, I mean, I'm going to be back that way Wednesday the 23rd through that Sunday, whatever, the 27th. So, if we want to get a run or a workout in, definitely should. Whoever's listening that wants to run with us, workout with us, tap in with us.
1: Yeah, we're going to find something. Got to. Yeah, for sure.
0: Bro, if we could hoop at Farrell. It's it's I got easier said than done.
1: I got the fall. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm, hey, getting, I'm getting it.
1: I'm getting it next week. So
0: let's do it. I mean, don't want to promote anything too early, and then a million people are trying to kind run, but that might be a move for sure that weekend.
1: Yeah, we are gonna make something happen.
0: Dope. So, um, and one other thing within the whole breaking barriers realm, I put it on my story last weekend. Um. The hashtag Breaking Barriers Training on TikTok. I mean, I put it on every single video I post. Same with you. But it's crazy. It has like 25,000 views. Like just that hashtag. That's crazy. I know we're not the only. I mean, I don't know. We probably are the only ones that use it. But like, that's pretty people, pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Like I see other brands with the name and stuff. But it's just like, I don't really feel like they hashtag it like this. No. And, and I don't know, bro. I mean, like you
0: said, other people post it. But I feel like that traction coming from us. Definitely. So I, that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like anyone that's utilizing TikTok, Instagram, whatever, if you're posting hoop content or any related content that you feel like you're breaking down barriers, you're overcoming any sort of obstacle, throw our hashtag on there. We'll see it nine times out of 10 or tag us or both, you know? Yes,
1: we don't mind being tagged in our videos when y'all, you know, posting motivational or sports or anything like that. So you know, tap in with us. We, we more active. I mean, obviously y'all see our stories and stuff, but we are more, we're a lot active in our inbox with mm-hmm. other people who want to talk to us more than y'all think. So mm-hmm. don't let the followers make y'all feel like we um, won't respond.
0: For sure, bro. Tap in with us whenever. Um, one thing though, I do want to talk about here, which I realized I forgot to put it in the graphic once I sent it to you mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like making a whole new thing. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: the, Re- the Redeem Team documentary.
2: Man,
1: I felt like well, I don't know what your second half topic is. I feel like that should have been the whole second half topic.
0: That could be. I mean, mainly the bulk of this episode, for real. All all I had was the redeem team, Nike and the NIL stuff. Definitely want to talk about. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about Victor Wemben Yama. Yeah. So let's swap
1: the order around. We'll. Say, I feel like we could say the redeem team because Okay. Save that, that for
0: the after the after the yeah. commercial. We'll got talk you. through the commercial and everything else. Got you, got you. <laughs> Sorry, they're moving forward, bro. The, the whole Nike NIL kind of inner workings that just dropped, what, about a week ago. Um, That's fire. Ronnie James, high school athlete. DJ Wagner, high school athlete. Juju Watkins, female high school athlete. Iowa's State K- champion, too. Yep. Iowa's Caitlin Clark, Stanford's Haley Jones. They all signed NIL deals with Nike. That's fire, bro. I mean, we were literally just messaging the other day, like, why don't these major brands utilize high school athletes, college athletes more in, like, a intentional way to build their brand, build their viewership, and then, boom, here comes that announcement.
1: And, and you know, not, not to sit here and toot our own horn for the people out there, but I promise you, nine times out of ten when me and G had a conversation, somehow that information, that, whatever we was talking about, pops out and yeah. end up coming to, to which, you know, like, mm-hmm. we was talking about, like you said, a few messages that came out. There'd be a lot of other things we'd be talking about and then it shows up in the media. So it's like we're in tune more than people think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And obviously Nike is a business of millions and billions, so they obviously had it in the works, but it's like to see us talk about it, then they turn around and do it. Like, how long have they been thinking about this? Mm-hmm. you know like And then it shows how um, a woke Nike is as far as with the new trends of things. So right. I think
0: it's dope for for the kids and for Nike. Uh, it definitely is. I mean, if you think about it, bro, like, I mean, the NIL stuff happened a little over a year ago. And truthfully, this is like the first major NIL deal that's come about. I mean, like, there's been other brand deals. Like, I know Paige Buechers and Gatorade and... Yeah, they've been ob- having them, but not like this. Right. And, like, obviously, like, kids or athletes who are like posting on social media, they are content creators now actually benefiting from posting online. That's a source of revenue too. But like, this is a major brand deal that, I mean, I thought this would have happened, not just these like particular five athletes, but like these top dog brands. I thought this would have happened like a year ago as opposed to now, but this is kind of like the first record breaking deal, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, and I honestly feel like they didn't jump on it earlier because they wanted to maybe figure out the NIL so that way they don't put themselves or the kids in danger Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, how everything go. But to be honest with you, um, bro, it's dope. And, you know, it's kind of off topic, but it ain't because obviously if we was in that position, we would be getting these type of deals hopefully. Mm -hmm. But on the way to do the podcast, I'm looking at my – uh NBA basketball and I'm like, we I'm twenty six years old. It's crazy to think if we was like really like that, we would be year eight or nine in the league, bro. I know. And just think of like how many other people is in the league. And then like think back to Bronny and them now in high school. Like, Bronny
0: Bronny just turned eighteen.
1: Just turned eighteen bro and he is a couple years from the league and he already got a million worth for dollar deal. You know, so I mean it's dope. Obviously, I had to add us in there because I'm looking at the ball, and I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. <laughs> like, me and G go and talk about the NBA and everybody else. And just imagine if we was able to live that dream out. But its I said that to say, like, we're 26, 27.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we're still trying to work a way to just be afloat and, you know, be good on ourselves. And then um, for our family, that's mm-hmm. after us, I should say. not Right. Really, yes. We don't really, you know need too much but Mm -hmm. we're worried about our family and foundation after us and then it's just like Bronny ain't even thinking about starting a family yet and he's able to make sure he's his self is financially stable where he don't need his dad's money and obviously this stuff comes from who his dad is and stuff but he also worked toward that so
0: right i like how you said like he don't necessarily need pop's money too because like i mean yes like he is Bronny james lebron james jr a lot of people are like, Oh, like he was born to be a Nike athlete, which I mean, that's not really a wrong statement. But then again, like exactly the kid is a top tier recruit. It's not like he's some bum just getting handed out deals because of his name. The name definitely helps, but like he we've been talking about him honestly the last what, like three or four episodes. I'm yeah. really expecting a big, big senior year out of him and this whole Nike endorsement deal I think just elevates his stock that much more.
1: Be honest with you, bro. I mean it's easier to do stuff without a defense on you. But to see him go overseas, what they did with the high school kids, mm-hmm. and to see how he's been playing and to just see everything, bro. Um, Bronny going to be scary this year, man.
2: Nah, he's... I, I feel
1: like his dad and him knew what they was doing as far as sending him to the Sierra and to basically take the backseat to have that monster senior year where he's just like, okay. We got to pay attention to Bronny more than
0: we've been. Right. Like, it's his time. And, you know, it's like a traditional high school athlete route, to be honest. Like, your freshman year, like, if you're really that good, you might play a little bit of varsity, which he did. Like, that's, I mean, that's hard at any level of basketball. And Sierra Canyon's obviously a top-tier basketball program. So, he was able to play varsity basketball as a freshman. Same thing with his sophomore year. He got hurt, tore his meniscus. That didn't help, obviously. But, He's had a lot of good guys around him leading up until this point. Now he's that good guy with maybe a younger, quote-unquote, like next up Ronnie James kid as a freshman, sophomore. You know what I'm saying? Like it comes full circle. That's just like a normal high school route in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like look at his brother. They said his brother is the more talented, skilled one. So, I mean, listen, bro, them doing that NIL deal is just big because it just opened – to be honest, because I see, you know, uh, older people speaking on it and uh, oh, they're not doing that but spoiling these kids and then it's like the kids who already got it, which I understand how that may look or make you feel, but it's like, for the longest, people have been making money off these kids' names. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Without but... even, thank you, without even um giving them any type of money or recognition, besides mm-hmm. the fact that their name is on the back of. Some uh something you basically made, you know. Exactly. So that's like that's like us going to make merch and putting a celebrity name on there, and they not getting no likings off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna want uh money off your likings and yeah, your image. So it's mm-hmm. just like people can say what they want, but these kids, they honestly worked for it. And they're believe it or not, yeah, the other coaches do a big thing for themselves, but these kids are the ticket sellers.
2: They
0: the definitely the are. They definitely are. And I, I want to read this quote from Nike too, because I know you'll like this one. Um, they stated that each athlete is recognized as a player who is paving the way for the next generation on and off the court. These athletes push Nike to think about new ways the game can break barriers, bring That's people bad. together, build community, and shape the future. That's I mean, I'm prior. not saying they should pay us, but. <laughs> hey
1: hey, I, I, the thing about this, I should reach out and be like, um, yeah, so you know about that Breaking Barriers, won't you collab with us?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. But, you yeah, know, I mean, that that's kind of what we talk about, and that's why you created the name that you, that you established, right? You want to kind of find new ways and new avenues to be great at whatever you're trying to do, and that's exactly what Nike's trying to do, and bringing in these younger athletes to just promote the game on all levels, right? So, I mean... It's pretty sick to see, to be honest.
1: It's, it's crazy, bro. And, you know, I just look at it because I I think big and stuff. And it's like, I'm looking at these NIL deals and I'm just like, if this is still around or a thing when my stepson or son come up, it's like I got to make moves to try to put them in position mm-hmm. me, able to get something like that, you know, rather mm-hmm. than move to a bigger state and put them in straight dog houses or, you know, whatever it is, it's – It's just give me something to look forward to and and big confidence and um, a stride to be able to help my kids get their own and you know be seen as well and Mm -hmm. hopefully pursue their talents. And
0: Uh, that's what I mean. There's a lot of moving pieces within this whole NIL stuff, but Nike dropping this bomb on everybody is pretty pretty record breaking. I mean, like Kaylin Clark and Haley Jones, obviously two prominent collegiate women basketball players. And I do want to touch on both Iowa and Stanford. They're, they're Nike-branded schools. Right. So it makes sense that they are now Nike-branded athletes. But the thing is, too, like, what do you think this means for non-Nike schools? Like, I'm going to bring up DJ Wagner. I mean, his, his grandfather, Milt Wagner, he's the director of player development at Louisville, which is... They're not Nike, they're Adidas, I believe. So it's like, can DJ go there and be Nike'd out? Like, is he allowed to wear an Adidas jersey? You know what I'm saying? Like, See, that it's, it's interesting, bro.
1: That was the question where they um, had said that, too, because there was another player who is doing something now with a brand, and his school don't wear that brand. So I think he still is able to wear the school's stuff, being that mm-hmm. that's the – the contract that the school have, but he covers up like
2: the, the logo, logo any
1: chance he can, like on the socks. He can't cover it up on the jersey or the shoes, obviously. But it's like that's a good question. And to be honest with you, his granddad's at Louisville, and he'
0: looking at Kentucky as a mm-hmm. school to go to. So it's like that's what I'm saying. Like it, like all these little. I mean, it's not little, but these brand deals, like it shakes up recruiting as well. Because like I feel like now collegiate programs are like oh can I even talk to this kid or not based off his his brandage I guess
1: that's a tough that's a tough situation and that's why I feel like Nike pretty much looked into that NIL stuff for a year Mm -hmm. just to be for that situation right there and honestly the kids know more as far as like DJ and Bronny DJ and Bronny—they know where they want to go and what they're going to do with their career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I think that's another reason why
0: you know Nike took their time on things. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's like my thing is okay, Bronny's a Nike athlete. Right? Could could they like Nike as a whole? Could they be like yo go to Kansas and just wear Nike everything, wear Nike everything, just to kind of like sabotage their program? You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. I mean, that might be within the plans. I mean, like I'm not saying it is, but you never know.
1: And I, to be honest with you, bro, that's a business type a move too. Not mm-hmm. necessarily on Bronny's move, but Mikey trying to do that. And then another thing is, what about Mikey? What if he go to college? Don't forget, he
0: wore Puma. That's why he's he's the next bullet point. This has been a thought for Mikey too. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he's rocking Puma. So like, can he go to Duke and wear straight Puma stuff?
1: Doubt it. I highly doubt it.
0: I don't and, think that's not the Duke way. You know what I'm saying?
1: And you know, he still said he's looking at um, HBCU too, as well.
0: Are so, they Puma branded? I mean,
1: I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, what about them? Because I know Deion Sanders, which is this is football, so it's totally mm-hmm. different. But I know they're through Under Armour, right? So, you know, like what? How do they? How do they handle these?
0: Most collegiate basketball schools, I'm gonna say. Are either Nike, Under Armour, or Adidas? Yeah, I forget yes. which school. One school's randomly Russell. That's actually like kind of prominent, which is random. But like Puma, Puma, I don't think has a, a collegiate uh, collaboration within their branding. So like, I mean, Mikey could be like the the liaison to that, or he could kind of like I was hinting at with Bronny going to let's say Kansas. Mikey could do the same thing and go to a Nike school, an Adidas school. And just be a bomb to kind of implode their branding and say, oh, Puma's here now. So it's like, this whole the NAL stuff is still shaky in that sense, but like you said, it's all a business, so like, the people behind the scenes know this stuff way more than us, but it's just cool to at least bring it up on the pod. It's
1: wild, bro. It's wild, and it? it's just dope for the kids at the end of the day.
0: hmm So definitely shout out Bronny, DJ, Juju, Caitlin, and Haley. I mean, they're the first of their kind, really. Signing with Nike as quote-unquote amateur athletes. I mean, shout out Mikey. He's been doing this, really. But, uh, yeah, bro. Definitely an interesting topic there. Um,
1: we we got to stay tuned on that.
0: hmm We got to talk about this kid from France, Victor Wembenyama.
2: He's different.
0: So, I mean, over the last, like, week or two, he's really taken the basketball scene world by storm. I mean... We saw a lot of him playing against that G League Ignite team for yeah. the last, what, week or so. And, I mean, what are your initial takeaways from that kid?
1: Uh, it's, he's crazy. Like, he's so different. And that's, like, he's, like, basically, like, just dropped on this earth as a creative player. <laughs> like, that's how Honestly. I look at him. And, and Uncle Cal and me was talking to Uncle Cal. Mm-hmm. And um, like Uncle Cal said the only thing that's going to separate him when he gets to the NBA is – his strength to be able to battle with the guys who's his height and can do what he do, such as guys like Anthony Davis, maybe, Mm -hmm. or Jokic. But his skill set is second to none. Like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: bro, did you see what Richard Jefferson said? If him and LeBron came out in the same draft, LeBron would be number
0: two. Yeah, which is – That's crazy. I mean, like, I guess based off the skill set, right, right? But then again, if LeBron was a high school kid right now, his skill set would be much higher than it was back in 2002 Yeah, But that's an argument. You could go back and forth with that for hours. Um, I mean, this kid, like you said, he really is just crazy. That's a, a great adjective to describe him. He's 7'3". He's listed at 209 pounds. He's listed as a power forward. But, I mean, we've seen a lot of him where he's able to put the ball on the floor. He can shoot off the dribble. Both facing the basket and back to the basket, he can dunk on anybody. His length is impeccable on the defensive side of things. Like he's, like you said, like he's like a creative player. And I think LeBron was the one that said he's like an alien. Yeah. And he said, like we said,
1: everybody used that word unicorn a lot. But
0: this mm-hmm. one,
1: he said they want to use it for him. But he's an alien. He's a different beat. That's
0: all I was just gonna say. Like the unicorn thing kind of is outdated. I guess that was big with like. Zingas and what Jalen Green was like unicorn fam randomly. (laughs) I don't know. But like this kid, he's I don't know. I mean, I guess like there's definitely aspects of Durant thrown into his game, but he's a couple inches taller, which is like I never thought I'd see anyone taller than KD with like the ball handling package and just touch on a jump shot like this kid has. Um, and he's only eighteen. That's a thing. It's like, he like we just so said, Bronny just turned eighteen.
1: Yeah, he got so much time to be developing. Just be crazy.
0: I mean, <laughs> like, do you crazy. do you think teams like it's already been kind of spiraling and speculating like teams are gonna start trying to tank for this kid? Like, you think he's like a a generational type talent where he can really come into the league and just flip an org- organization like LeBron did in Cleveland or like KD did and OKC, that kind of thing?
1: See, I have to see his durability mm-hmm. throughout this season because he came out of high school last year, right? Yeah. So they didn't obviously play as many games as he will play this year. But um, his durability, how he carried this team, um, I just need to see a little more because, you know, I, like you said, we've seen the stuff that he did, but that's just one game. Um, You're going to face different type of talent, different type of everything as mm-hmm. he go on through this, but – can he will teams tank? I feel like teams will tank. Um, can he change the team? That's gonna be tough because the league is at I feel like talent wise and everything, I just feel like the league is at its highest. So um it's it's gonna be tough. But I, I feel like he could be one of them guys that can lead a team though. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that first year change like Braun did or drastically changing it, I don't know if he could do that
2: yet. I don't have no. to
0: Honestly, bro, like you just said, like, I feel like now with how much skill there is within the NBA, especially young skill, young talent, like, there's so many top-tier guys that were dogs in high school, college, and now they're kind of floating around the league as, like, close to being superstar-type level talent. Like, it's hard for someone to just come in and be that guy right away. Like, it's not like how it was back in 03, honestly, when LeBron came. Like... Yeah. I'm not saying the league was butt back then. Obviously, they're all professionals playing at the highest level. But, like, now I feel like everyone's so, I don't want to say, like, evenly matched. But I think it really comes down to, honestly, guys like us, like, kids in middle school, high school, they have these, like, elite trainers that are working with them night in, and night out. Where back in the early 2000s, that wasn't a thing. Right. So, it's like, now these guys are getting to that level of nba basketball where they have the skill set of an nba player like five six years down the road then guys like lebron Melo, d wade like they had to work to get to that level within the skill set real things i should say yeah definitely I, I agree
1: um you know i just feel like basketball like you said has picked up so much more now mm-hmm. whereas it's like it was always taken serious but it's so much more like Every time a new guy who, um, you know, kind of changed the game around their time or they came in or around the time the game changed, period, is something new that you see. Like for James Harden, for instance, when he had his Houston runs,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: nobody was really doing that pick the dribble up but step back in the middle of your dribble, didn't take a step back off the dribble. So all that where people was calling that travel, if you really break that down, it's really not. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just looking at footwork, little stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know – times change and so like now it's just like the game is being pushed so much because us playing ourselves we see like you got to keep up with the game
0: mm-hmm.
1: or you, you get lost
0: 100 percent. and like you said like fast forward now if you don't have that sort of like sidestep step back whatever you want to call it in your package you can't really be an, an elite combo guard at any no. level no so it's not, like not
1: even in our leagues we play <laughs>
0: yeah bro like you need to have that so I mean, the game has definitely changed very quickly over the last handful of years. And it's like there's so much talent throughout the league, throughout the world. And that will also dive into the whole redeem team, to- rede- redeem team to- topic. <laughs> Jesus. That we're about to dive into. But let's hit this commercial real quick, bro. Let's get it. From commercial big brother. Yes, sir. And that's the thing. like, Kind of like you were touched on with the whole durability factor of victor. Um, this like overseas aspect of basketball, I know we've seen kind of like we touched on with the redeem team stuff. We're going to be talking about in a little bit, the growth of overseas basketball really since 08 or earlier. Um, I think that's why there's so many people, at least within the NBA side of things that are very high on Victor or they're kind of iffy and they're leaning more towards Scoot Henderson, who's a, a USA guy. He's playing for the G League night team. It's his second season because he left high school early to join the G League team. Um, I mean, he's a very fast, high-level guard. And it's like I feel like whatever guy an organization gets within that first or second pick, you're going to be set. But, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to judge, bro. Like we said, they're only 18. Like we said before, bro, you know, the, the NBA and
1: the G League is the G League is great for the NBA because they're preparing them as pros. But honestly, bro, um, you know, they're not seeing all these stars back to back like they would if they was in the NBA. So and the, the um NBA is gonna obviously be just a bit faster than the G League mm-hmm. would because these guys are the best of the best. So um you know, like we, we could judge them where they at because you know, we see them and we feel like they can hold down once they get there, but mm-hmm. um, we obviously have to see them once they hit the NBA.
0: Right. I will say it's cool, at least from the, like, prospect side of things, to see the G League Ignite team playing overseas teams as opposed to just D or G League clubs in the sense, like, you get to see what they can do against those overseas guys for the NBA prospects or the scouts, but then also – those overseas scouts can see those guys in case maybe they don't make it to the NBA type of thing. Exactly. So that's that's kind of a win for the kids or the guys on the team and then also a win for basketball worldwide. So it's cool, man. I don't know. All I know is that 2023 draft, it's it's loaded, and it's kind of like the biggest draft since, I mean, I don't know, like Zion and them, I guess. <laughs> to be honest with you, I stopped even getting hype about the drafts. Like <laughs> – Because it's hard. It's It's hard for a guy to just come into play and just go crazy. It's a different league. It's hard, bro. And then
1: I I really look at it like, oh, bro. I just be like, how the hell do these guys find roster spots? Because it's like Mm
2: -hmm. every
1: year it's like, you know, like, all right. So say, um, you know, LaMelo was in college and then Mikey was a year behind him. LaMelo comes into the league and gets drafted by a team, but then it's like, that that same team might go and get Mikey the next year. Mm-hmm. And they're the same position, you know. And it's just like, damn, how do you find spots for these guys or how do these guys really stick out? And it's like, you know, obviously, teams get rid of the bottom, bottom guy or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, or leave space. But it's just like, man, bro, it's like you said, it's hard to keep up. And then the years is moving so fast. It's a new league every year with new guys. You, might mm-hmm.
0: say.
1: It's just uh, crazy. It's
0: harder more than ever now to reach the NBA just based off the talent like we've been talking about throughout the entire league from top to bottom. And that's why they do need to think about expansion. I know it's been kind of in conversation over the last couple of years, but just to keep guys good, good high level basketball guys in the States as opposed to going overseas because we see that a lot too, but that's a whole nother conversation, bro. Um, do you want to just say real quick, obviously the NBA is three days away. Um, I know you want to talk about John Wall real quick, what you've been seeing of him in the preseason.
1: My boy back, bro. He back, man. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a blessing to see, honestly, because of what he was going through. And um, to see him be able to do what he loved again, because, you know, like, that's kind of what I was just touching on as far as getting a roster spot. Mm-hmm. He was injured. Like, it wasn't like he just got scrubby or a bum, you know, and it's like, team didn't trust him and won him because he was injured and how, how lengthy his contract is. So,
2: mm-hmm. to,
1: see, to see him come back and be on the contending team and not have to be Superman like he said itself, I'm just excited for him, to be honest.
0: No, that Clippers roster, when healthy, is absolutely stacked. I got, um, I'm scared, bro. I'm I'm scared they might take my boys out, man. They might, but I don't know. The Warriors, they looked really good last night with Draymond coming back, too. But That's it. My God, bro. <laughs> We didn't even touch on that yet. Draymond and Jordan Poole. I mean, the whole internet, the whole world has seen what surfaced with them uh, earlier this past week. Um, We've been talking about it a lot through messaging, but just what what are you thinking? Like, can those two, can they move forward past all that and just hoop and contend for another title? Because I think that's what everyone wants. I mean, that's that's your goal as an NBA player, right? To win not only one ring, but multiple
1: yeah, so I, I know everybody. Like it was so obvious yesterday. I'm watching the game, the camera. If Jordan Poole comes in the game and Draymond on the bench, they put the camera on Jordan and they shoot it straight to Draymond to yep. watch his reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, I understand that a serious matter happened, but it didn't have to happen, obviously. But it happened, so let it go. I mean, they look like they moved on as a mature level. Multiple people came out and said they had multiple meetings with each other. Jordan Poole was the reason why Draymond wasn't suspended. So, mm-hmm. everybody, including Stephen A, um, all everybody out there on the media saying, oh, well, I still think like he should have been suspended. It was up to Jordan Poole, not the coaches. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole said he wanted him out there because it's rain night. That's a special night. Right. So, he, he, you know what I mean? Like you said, I, I hope they can go and win. Um, everybody feel like they won't be able to win, but I feel like if they're not beefing and not making stuff obvious in the preseason, why wait till the regular season to switch up? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I feel like they did have good continuity yesterday and looked good as well. Um, man, I'm just nervous, bro. Yeah, I need them to get that fifth one so Steph can get his respect.
0: No, I'm with you on that. Um, and I mean, like you said, like last night, obviously tensions were kind of high having Draymond return, but like Pre-game, they were dapping up like every two seconds. It might have been forced. They might like the the inner workings of the Warriors themselves might have been like, "Hey, be buddy buddy, cool." Right. But even like the one play, JP had a nice floater and one. Draymond goes over, sm- like slash them like good bucket, whatever. Like it's just basketball, right? And it's then in... JP
1: even turned around and you know to acknowledge it. So it, mm-hmm. I felt like that was authentic.
0: Mm-hmm. That, that was authentic, right there. And it's like they might not be best friends off the court, but as long as they're playing real basketball on the court and they're not butting heads heavily, like, avoiding each other on the court, then that's fine. That's all you need. You're not going to be best friends with every teammate you have. You, that's That's been a rule since you're in kindergarten, honestly. So it's like, I think they'll make it work. I really do. I don't know if both guys will be in Golden State long term. That's kind of a an interesting uh, topic there, but I think they can make it work if they want to.
1: I don't see why they can't make it work. Um like I said, bro, it's nobody wanna get punched on or even have a video surface out there, but it's like um it's a business at
2: mm-hmm. the end of
1: the day and either you gonna request a trade right then and there and you go complain about it or you gonna fix it. Um as far as long term, they from what I'm hearing, they they gonna give JP the the Tyler Hero contract. The bag. Um, four years, one twenty. So Draymond ain't expecting an extension during the season. Now, will he take a pay cut? That's the question everybody has to wait and see for a season.
0: But mm-hmm. honestly, I think his time is up. I
1: you think
0: sure. of, uh, It it does stink though, because like even last night, like you see it, like he really does help the fluidity of that offense, operating out of the high Bro, pick and that- roll, catching the ball in the high post. Rebound and playing
1: defense on big yeah, guys. Yeah,
0: like, he, he does everything. So, it's like, you don't want to see him go. And you don't want to see him go. I know he wants to go to – if he would go anywhere. They keep saying the Lakers. But I, I just hope he doesn't randomly go to some, like, slouch of a team and try I to be, it. like, his own guy. I think he's smart enough to not do that. But, you he know. go
1: to another contended team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But it's just like – um. Where do he fit in at
0: LA at though? There's no spacing. They Even, already
1: don't have shooters.
0: That's what I don't know if you saw any of the game last night or the highlights this morning. Lakers and the Kings, like
1: nobody nope, saw the highlights you sent me a dude making the verse layup.
0: That was tough. Austin Reeves, he's nice. Yeah. But they I mean they got killed and AD LeBron didn't play. Played. LeBron did play the first half. Okay. I mean he did his thing, but it's like of course. there's no room on the court. Like
1: <laughs> bro, come on, listen. And I, I I can't stand it at this point because I got to love-hate with LeBron. And everybody feel like I hate him, though. So, like, they feel like I hate him. But to top it off, he's such a GOAT to everybody that loves him. You're not allowed to talk about his flaws. Right. Because even though he's the best player in the world, they feel like he don't have no flaws. Or because he went to 10 straight finals, he still has flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, he does. And I'm
0: a LeBron fan.
1: Like, the thing about it is, is he's not going to win with this roster. I don't care who he is. Mm -hmm. He's not going to – with the way basketball is today, he will not – everybody is mad because they – oh, they're disrespecting him. AD playing healthy. If he's healthy, if. That's a big if. We don't know. He had back spasms in the preseason already. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, we don't know if he's going to be healthy. We don't know if he'll play like MVP. We don't know none of that. But I do know he don't have enough space. They got three-point guards, and none of them are shooters.
0: Right. And it, it, it hurts me to say too, like big LeBron fan, been a LeBron fan since, since the jump, but it's like, I feel like at this point now he's playing, which this break isn't. Records. Yeah. That's what I was just going to It's not necessarily a negative, but yeah, he wants to break records. He wants to just be as durable and play the game as long as he can. So Bronny's in the league. Maybe Bryce, who the heck knows. Like, he just wants to keep playing at a very high level for as long as he can, which is highly respectable. No one really else is built to play as long as he has and will play.
2: Exactly. And think but, about it.
0: Oh, but yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, but it's like he could win right now if he set up a better surrounding cast. So, like, I don't know.
2: <laughs> right.
1: If you look at it, if you just look at it, when he won his fourth championship, that's when everybody was like, okay, he might be pushing to get five or six. Mm-hmm. I feel like once they AD went down with the injuries and, and Braun himself got injured in the playoffs and um, it, it, it showed that he wasn't going to win, that's when I feel like Braun stopped worrying about rings anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when it showed who they was picking up and they wasn't getting the pieces he really needed. That's when I started to feel like he was, he's playing for records at this point. Because, I mean, be honest, his contract could have ended, what, this year? He could have went back to Cleveland with that little nice young roster they got. Yeah. He, he could have obviously looked at Miami to go back there because, obviously, LeBron ain't just going to jump around and play at all these cities. He played at the precise cities he likes to live in,
2: mm-hmm. you know.
1: So, those two, he could compete ASAP. But, obviously, he signed a two-year contract being there. So, I feel like at this point, he got to be playing for records because he,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're not going – him and Westbrook are the same type of players, you might as well say. As yeah. far as, you know, like they need the ball. If they're not the best shooter. They can knock it down. You can't stop them going to the hoop. You know, like things mm-hmm. like that. So, um, like, I don't know, bro. We could, we could always talk on this forever, but mm-hmm. they just don't got enough to even be 7 or 8 seed. And if they are that – They can't even beat the Grizzlies in a seven-game series, if you ask me.
0: Nah, because the Grizzlies play a great team basketball. And they can shoot as uh, well. It's just crazy, bro, because, I mean, it was literally like two or three days ago. It was two years ago from that date that the Lakers won the bubble championship, which a lot of people will say, oh, that's not a valid chip. That's Mickey Mouse basketball, whatever. But then on the flip side of things – people will say the bubble basketball was like the highest level of basketball because that's the only thing those guys were focused on where I'm kind of in between both of those. I don't know. Um, I don't really feel like diving into all that right now, but
1: it was basketball to me and it was a great
2: basketball.
0: That's yeah, at it. exactly. So it's just crazy. Like two years ago, they won a championship and then that whole roster just blew up. And now it's like LeBron and an AD who has been so wishy-washy over the last two years. Like, Like you said, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. And then, I mean, even last night, Russ, they experimented with him coming off the bench for the first time since his rookie season in NBA, where you know he doesn't want to do that. But they were saying the reasoning is, like, he can be the leader of that second group, AKA, AKA a.k.a. he can have the ball and just go, which I get it. But, like, this guy, he don't want to come off the bench. And then did you see he got hurt?
1: I didn't even, I, like I said, I ain't even, only saw that all some reeves. I didn't see nothing, so
0: he, this is all new. He, he pulled a hammy and, you know, people are like, oh, he's faking it. He just doesn't want to be out there. I don't think he's like that, but I don't know. I, I so, don't think he's happy. No, definitely not happy.
1: And I don't know if I sent you it, but they still said the Lakers is going to look to trade him. That's yeah. they're going to stall it back up. So let me ask you a question, right? Because mm-hmm. I sent you the video of it, and it's bogus to me, but I just still want to hear what you had to say about it because I know you probably feel the same way. So I send you two videos. Well, the two videos was in the video. One where it's the beginning of the game. He's wiping his face with a towel by the bench while the team is in the huddle. Yeah. Now, the first claim to that was the coaches was talking to him, and that's a ritual he's always done. Yeah. But um, Obviously, they cut the video, but it didn't look like no coaches was even near him unless – that was like probably like seconds, maybe minutes into the video. Yeah.
0: Um. we yeah, the two the two moments. Yeah, the first one, the whole team's huddling up prior to the game, and he's over in the corner doing his ritual. Which I will say, say. Yeah, like he he does. He has done that over the last how many years? So no one can rag him on that. But you can you can perform your ritual and get your mind right and get yourself hyped up, whatever. But you still gotta be a part of the team. There, there's there's. There's a time and a place for everything. So it's like get your stuff done, then join your boys and kind of get ready and go about it that way. The second clip was after the uh, foul call when it was like him and Pat Bev. They didn't switch on the pick and roll. And Pat Bev's trying to get everybody together before the free throw and Russ is walking off. That's when they said the coaches were talking to him and they cut the clip. So I didn't watch that game. I don't know if the coaches were talking to him or not. If they were, then I respect him for listening to his coaching staff. Um, but like, then damn. again, yeah, it just it looks bad. And that's what we were talking about, like, with this whole new media stuff. Like, everyone, there's cameras everywhere. And every little thing that you do is going to explode, whether it's good or bad. So, I, I, I feel I feel for us though. I do, because he's, right. no, he's not no bum, bro. Like, he, he just, what, two years ago, if he was in Washington still, him and Brad Beal would be doing their thing. He's trying, bro.
1: He's trying. You know, right?
0: He's trying to make it work. It's just, it's not a good fit.
1: It's not, bro. And then to bring, to, let's be real. Come on, everybody in the world knew he didn't like Pat Bev. So to bring him in on the team and and to just expect them to work together and, and then Russ, have
0: Pat Bev start over you <laughs> and he
1: and Russ already wasn't getting along in L.A. That's right. corny, bro. And then uh, like my th- my only take on it is, bro. Rather you was listening to your coaches or not? <coughs> oh, excuse me, AD was even trying to talk to you, and you didn't even look up to acknowledge him. So mm-hmm. you know, rather you saying this one thing or not, your attitude still look like it's showing another thing. So you know, I just feel like Russ got to do a little better, better at showing it, even if he don't want to be there. Because even though this professional NBA execs is still looking at that type of stuff,
0: they definitely are. So, oh I no, bro!
1: I'm a contract.
0: We'll see in a couple months if he's there or not. You know, We'll be covering it, obviously, throughout the, the season, throughout the podcast. But For let's sure. uh, let's talk about the redeem Team Doc. Jesus, redeem Team Doc. <laughs> That's a tongue twister, yo. Oh,
1: God. Well, <laughs> boy, sound like he was out to have some drinks last night.
0: Not at all. <laughs> Sleep by like nine, yo. <laughs> the Redeemed Team documentary. Okay. That came out last week. You watched it before me. I got to watch it last Friday night. I think you watched it earlier that day, I or maybe it as Thursday. As,
1: it, as soon as it dropped that day. So, bro, I was a couple of days before I was remembering like okay, the redeemed team
2: mm-hmm.
1: documentary coming out. It's coming out on Netflix. So I, I already got Netflix. I could watch. So I'm thinking about it, but then like the night before, the morning of, I forget then I just it just clicked in my head and I, that's when I tagged you in it as soon as it bro. came. I I thought about it.
0: I mean, all in all, amazing production from start to finish within, like, the the interviews, the behind-the-scenes footage, the, the back-then-versus-now conversations. Like, it was just, as a basketball fan, amazing to watch. Fire. To be honest, a lot of people I've talked to about it said they got emotional based off Kobe, based off just <laughs> – I mean, I everything, bro. Like, that was bro. a crazy time to be a part of, and I mean – just what what are your overlasting thoughts on that documentary?
1: I damn near cried like a little girl when I went, when
2: mm-hmm.
1: when Kobe's part. Cause you know, like I saw somebody say on Facebook. I ain't gonna say no names, man. But mm-hmm. it pissed me off a little bit. I saw somebody say something like, "Um, the whole, the documentary." Oh,
0: was, I already know who. You're... <laughs>
1: the documentary was basically about Kobe, but it had her dating. So okay, Kobe obviously ain't here but kobe mm-hmm. was also a big focal point of how it changed 100%. So like, why are they not going to put them part center like that about kobe like you're not supposed to just give him that simple part of what they did when he came in and then just boom forget about kobe the rest of the
0: time. Right. I mean to be honest bro like if they didn't highlight the emphasis of kobe joining team USA um you want to know the depth
1: of how real it was, of how they really wasn't winning like they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. That, like
0: that and like, honestly, bro, it would be mad disrespectful. <laughs> like,
1: and, and how do you not include him? <laughs> come on, man. And, and then LeBron and D-Wade D- is his two close friends.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, come on, man. And then I saw another thing where they said LeBron based. I mean, Kobe basically had to learn how to win with others. That's why he came to team USA. Okay, so now that's another punch on why LeBron is better than him. That's what people are going to use, right? So let's also use the quote where LeBron said, I didn't know how to win yet. Mm -hmm. Let's also use that. Let's also Mm -hmm. use how LeBron lost in 07 when he was getting more playing time than he did in 04. Mm -hmm. So let's not sit up there and make it seem like Kobe was just everything people try to make him, and then, oh, Team USA revived his career. No, he didn't just come to Team USA because he was trying to show that he was a team player and he didn't run Shaq out of there. Everybody knows, and Shaq, if you really are a basketball enthusiast, you will go back and listen on how Shaq said they had to choose between old and young, and Kobe was the future, and Shaq was getting older, and Mm -hmm. Shaq wanted his money. So Kobe didn't just run him out of there. Shaq helped get out of there. Mm -hmm. It was mutual. Stupid-ass antics. Excuse my language. Man, but that, they make me mad with that stuff for real. Like, stop with them stupid antics because when when you talk about LeBron, oh, you're disrespecting greatness. But then people turn around and talk about Kobe like a dog. Even before he was dead, now he's dead. They still talk about him like a dog.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: that's not disrespecting greatness. Just stop, man.
0: Nah, My thing is Kobe needed team, team USA. Team USA needed Kobe. LeBron needed Team USA. Team USA needed LeBron. And Throw, to
1: also be in there with Kobe to get that dog in him.
0: Right, that's what I was just going to say. Carlos Boozer, there was a quote from him because he was on the, what, the 0-4 team. Yeah, because it was Boozer, D-Wade, Melo, and Braun. They were on the 0-4 team that lost. Those were the four guys that stuck around and continued to play within the, they call them, now they call it a camp. But they were within the Team USA camp from 4 to 8 And Boozer even said, like, and this is, I do want to say people are probably like why is Carlos Boozer on those two rosters? He was a dog back in the day. He, he was a dog. stud he was a studded duke, he was a stud in Cleveland, he was a stud in Utah. So don't disrespect Carlos Boozer.
1: And um, he definitely um came up once he left Cleveland, no knack, knock on him.
0: Oh yeah, he, no he, he he went crazy in Utah. That's when exactly. they actually gave him the ball more.
1: <laughs> exactly. And that's when Darren Williams and him were being compared to John Stockton and Carl Malone. So yes. yes. He was really like
0: that. Mm-hmm. But like he was saying like People were like, oh, could LeBron and Kobe play together? And he brought up saying, like, it was amazing to see two alpha dogs coincide so, like, efficiently that they just fed off each other. And while he was intermingling, while he was talking, they were showing clips of Kobe and LeBron running a fast break and then also running a high pick and roll together. And they're, like, screaming at each other, like, your ball right back to you and one dunk like good play boy like they were feeding off each other the energy and it's like those two if they would have been able to play together in on a real NBA court <laughs> would have been absurd one but two like those two they were boys like and it was cool to see like we know that LeBron's like a clown he's more of a just a goofy dude,
1: right? His jersey got me looking like Iron Man. <laughs> right, like he's
0: just a goof, and it's cool. That's He likes to bring that side of himself to the basketball court to make everyone feel comfortable, I guess, you know, make him more enjoyable that in that pressure. sense. Yeah. And then Kobe is the, I'm here to work. like I'm going to kill you every yeah, trip. Yeah, get the fuck away from me type of thing. Like, I'm here for business. Those yeah. two together, those two different sides of the game of basketball, and even just emotional aspects, collaborating – made that Team USA team that much better, honestly. Yeah. Not even just their play styles, but their, their personalities.
1: But then they was able to still learn from each other, even though it seemed like what do they need to learn from each other when Kobe was already a three-time champion. Mm-hmm. LeBron was in the NBA, so people be like, what is he really learning? But um, Kobe was able to learn, like, to look around and see how much LeBron loosened up the tenseness with that goofiness that you talked about. Like when but he then, was singing,
0: like, happy birthday.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to touch that's on that cool, in a second. Though, that's cool, yeah, Exactly, and I'm going to touch on that in a second. But then I helped LeBron also be able to just understand the work you put is the confidence that comes in the pressure situation. Like when Kobe hit that shot and told the crowd to be quiet. And like you just said, with Kobe, uh, singing happy birthday to Kobe, they all said Kobe said he didn't want it. But then to see everybody still take the time to care about you and sing happy birthday, that loosen to Kobe up everybody said
0: put a you know? smile on his face and yeah they're saying like that's when he kind of bought into the team you know like, exactly. he was like, okay these guys actually like me I like them as well
1: and exactly <laughs> and then what did he do though turn around and show them okay I'm locked in and since y'all locked in with me four or five o'clock in the morning come work with out
0: them. with me mm-hmm. that's a leader mm-hmm. and,
1: you know that's that's who I try to look at attitude wise and obviously I'm not there but I try to possess him and MJ's mindset of just not caring about nothing. Nobody think, just just putting that work in, bro. Putting that
0: work in and then it's gonna happen.
2: hmm No, one hundred percent.
0: Obviously on a much lesser scale, but most most guys our age aren't waking up early to record a, a basketball podcast. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Like I said, much lesser scale, but we do things and we've learned things from Kobe, from MJ, from LeBron that we like to put into our day to day life, right? Which a part of our day-to-day life is creating this podcast, creating content, that kind of stuff. So um, the documentary, bro, it was amazing.
2: Fine. I did.
0: I really liked how they highlighted Jerry Calangelo kind of turning USA into a legitimate like system, like a team, and like Coach a K camp. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was I, my I, next I, point. Yeah,
1: I like not to cut you off. but No, you're, right.
0: you, you, you're reading my mind. Like Colangelo – he recognized that the European-style basketball, overseas-style basketball, begins at such a young age. Those guys have all that fluidity, chemistry, everything in between, where a lot of the USA teams were just kind of, all right, we're going to throw you together. We'll just practice for like two weeks and then go go win gold. Just because of who your name was. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, that was achievable just based off skill set, athleticism, That that was really it. But like we were talking about earlier, everyone caught up in skill set-wise and chemistry-wise. They kind of overcame us in that sense. Calangelo was the one that was like, all right, I need you guys to be in Vegas for these weeks, every summer, for the next four years to prepare for the 08 Olympics.
1: And that's the only he wanted to win earlier.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like long. him and Coach K, you, you, we're here. We're, we're the top dogs. We're bringing you guys into our system. You're either here for four years or you're not. So, like, you can't just come and go. Like, Kobe was the one guy that he came in a little later. But it was because, like, he didn't necessarily need to be there all four years. But, you know, they built, like, a foundation. And then he was the icing on the cake. And the way he – The way uh,
1: MJ came in
2: Mm -hmm.
1: with the 92 team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it, it was dope to see because those two um, – those two are uh, alpha males at heart. You know, they, they they demand so much attention. They demand so much. And as you saw when Kobe went out there to China, they said Kobe was the most famous one out there, you know. and um, Fans or, or were crazy. Fans was crazy, bro. And then to see, um, like you highlighted on Coach K, like to see them give him his respect, being that he was a college coach, And they are in the NBA. You look at him, like, what more can he really give us? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, just the pieces around each other that bought them, that put USA back on the map. And, bro, think about how crazy this is, right? They playing overseas. And the game that is played today at a high-functioning level, what I mean by high-functioning level, like that's literally every play down almost. We was getting killed on high pick and roll. High pick and roll,
0: bro, I know. And
1: that's today's NBA.
0: That's all it is.
1: So for everybody that want to question, is overseas basketball good? Oh, he's not that much of a pro because he's not an NBA. Go watch that documentary and see how Team USA, professional NBA players who've been playing in the league, got killed with one play, high pick and roll all game.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And remember, Chris Bosh was saying, like, he, he brought that up. Like, he was like, we couldn't figure out how to stop a high pick and roll. And it's funny that, like, that's all the league is now. And it's been like that the last couple of years. And if you watch that those games, if you watch real gameplay, like they really didn't know what to do. Do you switch? Do you hedge? Do you ice? Like no one really knew what to do. And it's funny to even think like that. Like how did you know how to how to defend that? But I mean, it wasn't as highly utilized over here. Exactly. Back and, then, so it's like
1: man. Mm. I don't I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if you game plan for it because you plan a team. You know who does it. You can't dictate what actions. Is going to pop up in a split second. Mm-hmm. That's like somebody shooting a gun and you think you're going to be able to stop.
0: Dodge a bullet.
1: <laughs> and and catch the bullet, even if you see it coming at your face. You know what I mean? Or put your hand up, like, thing like that. Like, that's how quick of an action pick and roll is. So it's like, you never really get a grip on how to stop it. You mm-hmm. get a grip on how to control certain actions out of it. So it's right. like, that's, that's, man, that, that's today's basketball. And that's why the European guys come over here and are able to, last the Mm -hmm. the ones that stars over here because they've been
0: doing this i mean look at luca right now i mean perfected the pick and roll bro he's running it Mm -hmm. i do want to say too, shout out to d wade his his point of view on the whole documentary was just top tier in the sense that he was going through injury he didn't know really if he'd be able to fit on that 08 team then you saw what he was able to do, come off the bench and just kill, be the real Dwayne
1: Wade that we all know and love. He's the reason why we won the goal, if you be honest. Don't mm-hmm. forget Kobe and LeBron was in foul trouble. Foul
0: trouble. <laughs> Did you end up going back and watching that gold medal game?
1: Kind of, but then I kind of turned it off because um,
0: I fell asleep that day too. <laughs> no, I, I didn't watch it yet either. I want but I, to. I
1: was going to save that, bro. We honestly need to do something with that and just watch right. it live. We should. That should be sure. our next project we'll be on next for next week, to be
0: honest. Let's do it. We can make it a Zoom call type thing. And then, obviously, and easily, those are uh, screenshot available to clip for TikTok, Instagram, everything. So, YouTube. Yeah. We haven't been on YouTube in a minute. Yeah. So, yeah, bro, let's do it. I might even watch it tonight just to watch it. Just, like, enjoy it. And then when we watch it, we can really break it down.
1: Yeah. I got I got a lot of their games saved from 08, 2012. So. <sighs>
0: How many cats sit back and watch old old game footage? Tap in with us, let us know. Cause I know we're weird, but like we just love the game, bro. We really do.
1: Man, there's so much more that you learn from back then because you know, they the same the moves are the same now. You mm-hmm. just add more, you add more body movements and little mm-hmm. crazy stuff into it. But I'm gonna be real with you, I, I learned so many more moves from
0: O eight and stuff than I got now. Mm-hmm. the game's really fast now it's really run and gun and then like we've been talking about high pick and roll um but i will say the redeem team stuff like that it brought me back to being like a kid again to be honest because yep. that was the era of us i mean we was what in like i don't know like sixth seventh grade type stuff i think oh something yeah. like that so like that was like prime like you're a kid but you're you're getting a little older. You understand what's going on. We were big into basketball back then. Like, I remember watching that Olympics very, very closely with my dad, and like just freaking out every single game. And that's when you were really a fan of every single player, like LeBron, Wade, Kobe, Dwight, Chris Bosh, Boozer, Michael Red, like all those guys. Like, I was so in tune with them. Where now, like, I follow a lot of guys in the NBA, but it's not as intensely. That's just a part I, of growing know, up. Cr-
1: you know, it's crazy, bro. I felt the same way. I was like, I felt like, like just everything, like the the surroundings around watching the games and when the game's about to start up, it's so like different so locked now. in. Like, like you wanted to, and and even when I was in college, I felt like that. You know, but it's like now, ever since this new generation of basketball and ever since COVID hit, they haven't been able to, you know, be as in tune with things as they w- would like to. But it's like yeah. I feel like I feel like there's no hypeness around certain aspects of the game like it used to be when he was younger and it's it's crazy you said that because I was literally just thinking that probably
0: like a couple days ago it's weird I mean like John Wall's your guy John Morant's your guy Steph's your guy LeBron's my guy LaMelo Ball's my guy Lonzo's my guy like I like watching them but like I remember back in the day bro like I had to be home I had to make sure I was (laughs) home from practice to turn on FSN Ohio and watch uh, like the Cavs against the Bobcats because I wanted to watch LeBron that much. Where now, like, I'll have the game on, and I want to watch it, but it's it's just – it's different. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's like – I used to watch all the games, no matter who's playing. Like, if they had a star player we knew of, I was able to watch it. Whereas now, if the team ain't got a star or it's a boring game, I can't watch it unless it's, like, two functioning teams.
0: I think yeah. that goes into play with the whole highlight stuff, though, because we're able to just scroll through Instagram and see those major plays, and then you kind of – you, yeah. like, fulfill that, like, excitement. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. bro.
1: For sure, man. But,
0: but you know. I th- I think we're cool, bro. Yeah, 30, man, 35 know. and 35 type stuff.
1: Yeah, man. I'm going to get ready to get my son up and active and get his party stuff started. Yes,
0: sir, man. You know if I was back home, I'd be there.
1: All love. you already know, bro. I ain't tripping, man. You know, so before we turn this off, we want to thank Apple, Spotify, Anchor, all, all, y'all for you know, putting our stuff out there, whether it's right, wrong, ugly or good, bad, any of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> it. Um, Apple, get our stuff up today on time, man.
0: For real. And um, yo, make sure if you use our hashtag Breaking Barriers Training, like like we said, we see it one, but two, tag us, bro. Like if you're trying to be an up and coming content creator, Hooper or whatever, tag us. We'll share it. We always share stuff. So
1: or even if you don't um, tag us, screenshot it and send it to us, and we'll shout you out.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: you know so that's that's how we're gonna end it i'm gonna tap in with you and our next goal for next week is to watch the game and be able to talk conversate
0: let's do it bro all right
2: brother all right man have a great day yes sir you too brother